If it's creepy and it's freaky, it's on hashtag creaky, a podcast about the paranormal and unexplained. And here are your hosts, Megan and Brooks. Thank you for that introduction, disembodied voice. Always uh, appreciated. So today, Brooks, we're going to be talking about the pink lady. Ooh, and the pink is lady? Not from Greece. This and is not an, the beverage. Not, and yeah, not the beverage, but a ghost who uh, haunts Asheville, a particular hotel in Asheville called the Omni Grove Park Inn, which mm-hmm. even has like a creepy name, the mm-hmm. Omni Grove Park Inn. Um, so I'm going to pretty much tell you how it began. This was over a hundred years ago. And she either was jumped, either jumped or was pushed from the fifth story to her death. Her frail body goes cold on the floor of the palm court. Her glazed over eyes stare up at the skylight. The dames and gentlemen exchange glances and buzz around the woman wondering exactly how she fell five stories to her death. No one claims to know her and no one seems to care. The corpse was in her evening gown and she was rolled up in a rug that she landed in and hauled off and everybody just went along with the party and festivities that were happening. No one knew who she was. I think that's one of the saddest parts of the story. Mm. She She never signed in. No one claimed to know her. There was no identification. no identification to this day. Nobody knows who she was, what her name was, where she was from, if she had any family. I feel like her family should have came forward by now, but over a hundred years ago and still nothing. Well, it's possible. Maybe she didn't have any family. It is possible. And there are a lot of, I guess, theories around what happened to her exactly. Mm -hmm. Some say that she came to the Omni Grove Park Inn to get married, and then her fiancé called it off, and it was just too much for her to bear, so she jumped. Some say that her fiancé was with her, and they had a quarrel, and her fiancé pushed her, and since he didn't want to be, you know, taken in for murder, he ran away and never spoke of it. But I still feel like people that knew him would be like, Hey, what hey, happened to the yeah, yeah, exactly. Where's your fiance? I have a theory and I, I don't, I haven't read this, but what if she just wanted to commit suicide? That's why she didn't sign in. She just came to the hotel knowing that she could go up to the fifth floor balcony and jump. Hmm, that's a possibility. I actually heard something too about this because uh, I've heard about this before. So I heard that uh, mm-hmm. a theory is that she was having an affair with a married man and they met there for like their usual, you know, get together and the married man ended it with her and then she jumped. Or he pushed her. Or he pushed her. That, that could be a possibility. So that's too. Another, another theory there. People claim that she was a high society woman who just slipped and fell too. She was, she was in a pink dress, hence pink lady. Um, And 
she was pretty from the things that I've read of interviews that were done afterwards of people that saw what happened. Um, but so she was knows. wearing, she was wearing a pink dress. She was wearing a pink dress when she okay. fell. Um, and now when people see the ghost, she is still wearing that pink dress. Mm-hmm. That's what I've, I've seen as well is that uh, from all the photographs and stuff, it's either like a, a pink mist mm-hmm. or the apparition of a woman wearing a pink dress. I want to go to the Omni Park Inn and at least try to see what we could see. Mm-hmm. It says that she is fond of room 545 in the main inn. So there are separate buildings and the main inn is where she stays. Many sightings have been around room 545, right? So mm-hmm. if we go, then I, that's the room I want to stay in. Hmm. You know, the room with us like the highest activity. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go over some of the different experiences people have had with the pink lady. Okay. Johnston Crumb. Um, he, I guess, throws a party every year for F. Scott Fitzgerald's weekend birthday. So they all do like a 20s theme. And I actually had tickets to go this year, but it was canceled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I could have had this experience, but they do like a 20s theme. And since it, it's 2020 this year, they were going to throw a really big bash. And it was the Great Gatsby theme, F. Scott, F. Scott Fitzgerald's most popular book. Um, and everybody dresses like they're from the 20s with the flappers and the men with their hats and cigars and such i guess Mm, yes this was this was during one of those parties okay they had a couple of rooms set up to look like it did when fitzgerald stayed there so f scott fitzgerald actually stayed in the omni park inn when his wife was being committed at a asylum nearby so Uh i don't know it's got some history this omni park inn really has some history he was picking stuff up out of the room and taking down the display. This was after the festivities. As he backed out, someone put their hand on his lower back and helped them, him walk out of the room. He turned around to say thank you, assuming it was the elevator operator since the door, the elevator doors were right there and nobody was there. It wasn't like a brush or pressure. It was just somebody's hand on their back. Um, and they've worked there for nine years and dealt with a few encounters over time. There was another encounter that happened several years ago while rehearsing at Elaine's dueling piano bar, which is within the hotel. This hotel just sounds like fun. We should really go. Even if we don't see the pink lady, there's lots of things to do. Well, also just out there too. uh, My wife actually gave me a birthday present early because she's an early gifter, but, uh, she gave me uh she got me a spirit box and emf detector no really yeah and for those of you don't know the emf detector is electromagnetic fields it's supposed to pick up if you know there's like a high volume of electromagnetic uh frequency like in the air right which is supposedly supposed to you know show ghost want whatnot and the spirit box is a box that scans through radio frequencies like crazy quick and 
creates like white noise where spirits are supposed to be able to communicate with you. So I now have that a couple of pieces of equipment to be so able to do something like this. We are getting prepared. I, mm -hmm. I, I think our first should be hunting the great white monkey bat, which was the last episode. If you guys haven't listened, um, but Oh yeah, we could definitely stay at this hotel set up in room 545 if they even allow that and see what we see mm -hmm. or hear or feel. So the other encounter that this person had was they had the, these like weighted centerpieces on toilet paper roll. Um, that would break off after four squares. I, I don't know exactly huh? what this means. <laughs> it says it was back when we had these weighted centerpieces on the toilet paper roll and it would break off after four squares. As she reached for toilet paper, it began to roll faster and faster. I said out loud, should I go? It stopped. She, so she was in the bathroom when this happened. Oh. She said she pulled her pants up, left really fast, and was really scared, didn't even wash her hands. <laughs> She didn't say that, but I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, you're not going <laughs> to. Mm -hmm. She says she went to tell everybody and they're like, whatever, Tracy. So they go back into the bathroom and the toilet paper roll had rolled out onto the floor and it's weighted. So there's no way it could have just continued to roll by itself mm -hmm. on its own momentum. Right. Mm -hmm. So another night while the evening resort manager was taking the dreary and cryptic boiler room route to the exit, he said he experienced a present unlike anything he'd ever encountered in his life. As I walked through the boiler room door, I felt a tingle that started at the top of my head and began to go down my whole body, even to my feet. It felt as if every hair on my body was standing on end. He stopped to peer around in the shadowy hall only to see nothing. Remembering his early conversation that evening with some inquisitive guests about the pink lady, he decided to pick up his pace and really truck it out of there. He made it to the stairs when his legs began to lose function. He could barely walk up each step, holding onto the railing as he slowly walked. Using all his might, he reached the glass exit doors. And then whenever he hit the fresh air, the weakness immediately went away. And that was the end of that experience. Hmm. He said he never saw anything, but he felt this presence until he left the building. That's something I've actually heard before too, with uh, just paranormal encounters in general, is that uh, one, that feeling of your, of your hair standing on the end, you know, goosebumps, chills, and mm -hmm. also feeling weak because supposedly spirits are supposed to be able to, you know, pull energy from you to try and make contact with you. Right. That's creepy. It makes me think when I wake up in the morning, I'm super tired. Is that a spirit trying to pull my energy? <laughs> that, that morning, that morning yeah. spirit. Yes. Mm -hmm. it, it, it could happen. It's possible. Right. Um, there was another encounter with the human resources training manager. He spends his time in a converted office on the lower level of the main inn. I assume most of these experiences happened in the main inn where she fell. The bathrooms across the hall from his workspace scorch with heat no matter what time of year. When you step inside the hot old shower rooms, an unidentified clanging like chains striking a metal pipe can be heard continuously. 
He said on many occasions he locks doors and closes cabinets only to find them unlocked and open when he comes back. He, he said it happens a lot and he's often questioning his own sanity because of it. Like, did I close that? Did I lock that? Hmm. Mm-hmm. He said he was sitting in his office one day with a coworker and they were sitting on the same side of the room and on the other side of the office, far away from either one of them, there's a tall lamp. He said the lamp started clicking like it was trying to turn on and they just sat there and stared at it and it kept going and then suddenly it stopped and they both looked at each other like, I think she's gone. So the pink lady seems to be friendly and playful, messing with light switches, electronics, playing with people's children. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So likes kids, kind of mischievous in what she does. This is this kind of makes me think that, uh, that suicide was not the cause of death. Right. So Because if she wanted to die, then that would be her wish and she didn't have any unfinished business, I guess. And generally with like, you know, suicides and stuff or, you know, those heightened emotions of, you know, being depressed and sad and that kind of carries over into like, you know, with, with spirits, you know, you hear like women, you hear a woman crying. Right. Or, you know, very angry. So it doesn't sound like, it sounds like, I mean, she, I would think it's probably more of an, just judging by her actions. Mm-hmm. I would think it was very sudden, accidental, not planned, not suicide. She seems very playful, upbeat. Right. Almost like just she knows she's dead. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she does and she just wants to wants people to notice her. Because when she died, it was like nobody really noticed. Nobody cared. They just I'm, I'm, kept having the party. I feel like if I was at a party and somebody died, I would assume the party would stop. She may not even know she's, she's dead. She may still be, you know, attending the party. Right. Mm-hmm. In like a continuous like time loop. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That oh, that's like that's, a hell. That, yeah. That's where I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm leaning away from suicide now and thinking more of uh, accidental. Right. I mean, some of these experiences that I have uh, talked about happened more recently. There are other documented experiences from like the 1950s and early 60s. So this has been going on for a long time. Hmm. According to the Omni website, a painter who worked at the Omni Grove Park in the 1950s shared his account of a sighting. He said back in the late 50s or early 60s, the hotel used to shut down during the winter months. And that's when they caught up on painting. One cloudy, gloomy day back then, I was checking some of the guys' work. As I got closer to room 545, I got cold chills that got worse the closer I came to the door. It got so bad, I couldn't work up the courage to go in at all. In fact, to my last day at the hotel, I never did go back there. Sent my boys instead. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Like, it, it scared him so bad that he wouldn't, he sent other people to do it. <laughs> um. Others, like the manager of Elaine's, the hotel nightclub, the dueling piano bar that I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. sometimes, like you said, she appears like a dense pink smoke that just flows. The president of the National Federation of Press Women thought she felt her toes being tickled in the middle of the night. Very playful, see? Yeah, so she's not like, I mean, the clanking chain thing was kind of odd, but... Maybe that's not her. Maybe there are more than one. I mean, that's a, that's a possibility as well. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an old, old hotel. There have to be other things that have happened there. Um, I think the Pink Lady is just the most famous of them. It was like the most active and the most uh, common encounter. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'm wondering why she likes room 545. Was that where she was staying? Well, I would assume too, with it being starting with a five, usually that would indicate that it's on the fifth floor. Well, which is that what they said? How would they know which floor she jumped from? I guess people saw her on the fifth floor and actually, you know, maybe noticed her. And then all of a sudden she was laying on the ground. Hmm. But, and maybe the fifth floor was the only place she could have been. Maybe that's the only place that had the balcony. The other windows didn't open or something like that. I don't know. I'm not sure. We'd have to see it in person. Mm-hmm. Um, another experience was with the hotel's current engineering facilities manager. In 1995, he was on his way to check a recent bathtub resurfacing in room, get this, 545. As I approached the room, my hair suddenly lifted from my scalp and stood on end on my arms everywhere. Simultaneously, I felt very uncomfortable, cold rush across my whole body. I didn't go in, haven't gone back, and don't ever intend to. So there's something like, while she does seem playful, there's something that's kind of off about this room 545. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be just the feeling they're getting. It could make them just feel very, it sounds like it makes them feel very nervous, very anxious. So that may just be affecting them because just, just the way they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Like if she is drawing energy or trying to communicate with them or contact them, it could be just in general, just freaking them out. That's true. That's true. I guess some people are more open to those types of experiences while some people just don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. They're just, you know, that just a very unfamiliar feeling. It's very almost intrusive. Right. That's true. Um, let's take a break and then we'll come back and read some more experiences. Okay. We're back. Oh, welcome back. Uh, Pink Lady Encounter included a two-year-old son of a Florida college professor who was staying at the Omni Park Inn. Oh, so this is, this is from what a kid said. Mm-hmm. And he okay. said, who was that nice lady? And uh, where did that nice lady go? And this was after almost all of his naps on consecutive afternoons in an empty main inn guest room. So he was taking a nap and he would wake up and then ask where the nice lady went where'd the nice lady go so she was i guess playing with him while he was alone taking a nap Mm -hmm. kind of freaky but (laughs) maybe it was an actual nice lady too though (laughs) but they say that the room was completely empty with him in it there's so is it something maybe like in his dreams possibly i mean they say that at least i have heard that when you're dreaming, sometimes you're in that state of consciousness, unconsciousness that makes you more apt to have those experiences. Mm-hmm. So that could be a possibility. And kids in general seem to be more open to those experiences because they're, they're younger. They haven't been, you know, trained by the world that this thing, these things don't happen type thing, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So I, I've heard of a lot of kids having more experiences versus adults. But when adults start to have those experiences, then, and all of these experiences happened over the course of a hundred years, you know, mm-hmm. many people didn't know about the pink lady when they came to the Omni Grove Park Inn. Um, and and they would have their own experiences. Right. Exactly. Um, the, let me see, the chief of police of Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, who swears somebody or something sat down next to him on his main end guest room bed while he was making a telephone call home while staying there. That was his experience. They put in the chief of police because that makes him more <laughs> reliable of a yeah, source. <laughs> more credible. Right. Um, two Grove Park Inn employees who stood outside the hotel when it was closed and locked for the winter saw all the sixth floor guest room lights come on then turn off followed by all the main inn lights doing the same thing that was that would creep me out Yeah. What, looking at a completely dark hotel and then all of a sudden lights start flashing inside knowing that nobody's in there Ooh. <laughs> There was a 4 a.m. New Year's Eve visit by the pink lady to the inn's accounting office where she was glimpsed by two employees after an office party. They said, we heard someone come in the back door. We looked up and she went by real fast. A woman dressed in party clothes. We thought it was a guest. So we got up to help her. Then she disappeared. they, They full on saw an apparition. Yes, they did. And a pink ball gown which I assume was the same dress she was in when she died. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like she's just kind of going about her business. Like nothing's ever happened. Yeah. But I mean, she wanted to be included in the party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just, and this Grove Park Inn is beautiful. Asheville is in the mountains of North Carolina. It's on a hill. It looks very, you know, early 1900s, the style and everything. I want to, I just want to go and see and experience it to see if we can possibly have an experience of our own. You've got that equipment now. Who knows what we could pick up. Mm -hmm. And also you said, uh, what was it around the, what year did she die? Uh, It was 1909. 1909. So then the, because my theory is too, like we said with the 1920s party that Mm -hmm. uh, those people would have. My theory is, is that if you can like do or show something that kind of reminds them of a certain time period, oh, that yeah. it could, it could, you know, cause more activity, more engagement. Right. Um, I watch a lot of ghost hunter shows and, you know, stuff on uh, YouTube clips and whatnot. And I always think to myself when I see them do stuff and trying to communicate with ghosts that they, you know, have stories about or references from like older time periods. You know, I'll look at my wife and I'll say, you know, they really should be wearing something or, you know, doing something to kind of recreate that, that time period. Um, I think I watched a, uh, investigation of an insane asylum and I was like, they should probably be in like nurse outfits. I got a lot of the men and stuff being like scrub, like those old, like the, I think they had like solid white scrubs back then. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So I think, uh, if we were to go you know, to that hotel, we should probably, maybe even dress up in around like the early 1900s clothing style. Oh, just because they would, it'd be probably a little more, you know, easier or maybe like I said, cause more of an engagement of, you know, right. An encounter with her. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. But that's, that's my theory. So I was wrong. It was not 1909. Oh, no? No. Apparently, that's when they started to build the hotel. This happened in the 1920s. Oh, well, there you go. Or, or close to the 1920s. I'm trying to find an exact date um, in that era. So 1910s, 1920s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hotel was built by Edwin Wiley Grove, who made his fortune with Grove's Tasteless Chill Tonic, a treatment for malaria that masked uh, a bitter taste. There's this medicine called quinanine, um, and it's actually still used to treat malaria today. Um, it also used to be like aspirin, a household name, but they took it off because there, if you took too much, there was this issue that you had with quinanine poisoning. And I, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, but yeah, he built the hotel. So these stories about her span a long time. Um, it was also, I'm reading um, that I, I didn't know before that it, this hotel also during World War II served as a prison for Axis diplomats who were held at the hotel by the State Department. Thomas Edison once stayed there, as did Helen Keller and Franklin D. Roosevelt. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It does have a lot of history. It does. It looks like a stone castle. It was built from granite boulders that were transported from nearby Sunset Mountain by mules, wagons, and ropes. A lot went into this hotel. Wow. Mm-hmm. And like you said, most people that see the pink lady, it's not so much a lady, but a mist or a fog. And it seems like she appears more in the dead of winter during the off season when there are not many people at the hotel. She tends wow. to appear early in the morning and late at night. I wonder why that is. I, that I goes back to the whole, you know, talking about like seasons Right. How things are more active during seasons, and uh, now talking about also talking about time periods, early mornings, late nights. Mm-hmm. I have a theory about winter, since the air is more dry. You know how in the winter there's more static electricity, um, so maybe the air being dry has something to do with the fact that the energy flows easier when there's not humidity in the air more natural energy to feed off of right so it's easier for them to come through so maybe it's not so much that they pick that time it's just that people have more experiences during that time because of that Hmm. a theory i have that's very it's very sound theory right um i i just want to go and i want to hear from people if they've had any kind of experience with any not even this pink lady, but maybe you stayed at a hotel and you had an experience at a separate place. Um, maybe not even in North Carolina. I oh. want to know about people that have traveled and had an experience where they traveled to. Doesn't even have to be a hotel. Right. I, I you know, I've had little experiences here and there, but nothing I would say was major. That was definitely a ghost, you know, oh. just the feeling of somebody watching me. Um, you know, hearing my name being called, but nobody said anything. I think that those are common experiences that people have. Well, I mean, I, I've had the one I talked about before where I was doing that uh, water damage 
and I, you know, heard some shuffling, like feet moving from coming from the, uh, the garage. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was the guy that I was working with out there. And I turned the corner to ask him something. I said, Hey man, you, and there was nobody there. And I was looking around and he had literally just walked into the garage while I was standing there looking around and he stopped and saw me looking around. He said, what? I said, were you just in here? He said, no, I was in the bathroom. I was like, dude, I heard someone walking in here. And he said, Brooks, you better stop it. I was like, I'm serious, dude. He's like, you better stop it. And it was at that uh, same job that same day, um, I felt a tap on the top of my head. It was so prominent that I thought like something had fallen from the ceiling and hit me in the top of the head. Oh. So I immediately brushed my, my head to try and knock it off and was looking up and turning around. And there was nothing. And so I immediately ran to the other room with that guy I was working with and said, I was like, man, Something just tapped me on the top of the head. That's freaky. Oh, he ended up telling the uh, the homeowner, and she was an elderly lady, and she said her husband had recently passed away. And we were in the garage uh, moving things around and doing stuff because of the wire damage, you know, trying to make sure prevent any other further damage. Mm-hmm. And he was a collector. He had lots of things, <clears throat> mainly like Hot Wheels and stuff like that, and like uh, classic like model cars and stuff. Right. So she was quick to, I wasn't going to say anything to her because mm-hmm. I didn't want to freak her out. Right. But the other guy was like, oh yeah, Brooks has had a couple experiences down here. I was like, dude. <laughs> and knowing that her husband just passed away, did that make you feel even freakier? Like, oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was odd. I mean, oddly enough, I wasn't feeling too weird about it. I've right. had other instances where I've, you know, was kind of freaked out and was like, I gotta get out of here. But that one, not so much. Well, that's good. Yeah. It was a friendly spirit who's just messing yeah. around with you. That's what that's what uh, that's what the homeowner said. She said that uh, he was a practical joker. He always liked playing jokes on people. Uh, he was probably in there messing with us because we were, you know, moving his things around. Ooh. Yeah. So that's one of my that's one of my experiences that I had. That I always kind of remember you know, when talking about this kind of paranormal stuff. Right. That, that, that would freak me out. Yeah. Did you, did you have to go back there? Oh yeah. Multiple times and nothing really else came of it. It was just that one day of uh, those two in- incidents. And after that, cause we have to constantly come back to continue demolition, drying out repairs, all this other stuff and nothing else. Just that one day of those back to back occurrences. Well, just wanted you to know that he was there. Well, he was messing with his stuff. He collected. Well, it's, I mean, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking of this pink lady. I want to know what her name is. Like if we could communicate with her, I would want to know what's your name, what happened type stuff. Try to do almost like an investigation. Yes. Well, that's also what I was thinking about with the, the room that has the highest activity, you know, it's almost like you can kind of come to the conclusion that that, that was her room or that right. she was staying in that room with whoever was in that room. So if you can find out the date that she died, I doubt, I don't know if they keep records for that long for people who stay in the rooms or whatnot. But Well, that's the thing. She never checked in so if she was staying in that room with somebody her name wouldn't be on there it would have to be their name and nobody has given any 
information about who stayed in that room during that time. Hmm. So they know that she, they don't have any, you know, records or anything about her coming. So I would assume that they do have records. Do you know what I mean? Because they were able to show that she didn't check in. Right. So they have to have some some type of record showing. Hmm. Yes, of who checked in. And if anybody was staying at that room at the time. I feel like it would have come up by now. Unless Um, it was something high profile. That's true. Maybe the married man theory that you mentioned. Maybe the married man was somebody political or famous. They name all these famous people that stayed there. Harry Houdini, you know, uh, presidents, F. Scott Fitzgerald. But his wife was in an insane asylum. So he stayed there many years later after this happened. So it wasn't him. Um, But it could have been somebody that just wasn't mentioned. You know? So... And I said that's an excellent theory as well. Right. And around that time, there's nobody left that was alive that can remember what happened when she passed away because it's been over a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. So we would only have to get like second or third people that have heard it from somebody else, basically. Yeah. Second or third hand stories. Exactly. Yes. So somebody my grandmother told me about this. Um, but I'm still open to hearing that. I want to hear, even if it is second or third hand, I want yeah. to hear if anybody knows anything surrounding the pink lady. Um, even if it's gossip or a theory or anything, whatever you can give us. Well, I'd I just- like to hear from people just based on you know, hearing our theories you know, and listening to these stories people may have developed their own theories. So we're open to also hearing additional theories on really anything of what you might think it, you know, maybe what happened to her, mm-hmm. you know, why she's doing the things she's doing now. Right. And of course, if you've had any kind of experiences while traveling, we want to know about it. That way we can do a little investigating of that too, because you may think that you're the only person, but most of the time you're not. Most of the time, other people have had similar experiences and maybe it just takes a little digging to find those experiences to piece together. I just told one of my experiences. That was one of my, and I'm still on the fence. Like I, like I said before, I want to do an investigation so that I can have a full on, because even with that experience I had, I, I, I'm still like, Hey, it could have been nothing. Right. I I need a, a full on experience to be able to tell people that ghosts do exist. I can't say they do. I can't say they don't. Right. I, I believe they do just because of my personal experiences and I don't want to go into it too much mm. on the podcast, but I have had, I feel like 100% yes, they do exist. I know that leaves you hanging, but. Excuse me. I'll leave, I'll leave them hanging. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. So I want to hear other people's experiences though, especially if you had an experience with the pink lady, if not, then any other experience that you had, we want to know about it. And we want you to know you're not alone. Even That's right. Brooks. <laughs> I'm, I'm not alone. I'm sure there's people out there who have had the same thing. They've had a pretty 
pretty good experiences in stories like that. They're still like on the fence. They're still like, oh, I'm kind of siding with Brooks here. I don't know if they do exist. I don't know if they don't. And then there's people like you who are, you know, definitive ghosts do exist. There are spirits. And I'm sure there's also the people out there who were just like, no, there's no such thing as ghosts. Right. They just listen to these types of things for entertainment purposes only. Yeah. Just laugh at us. With this particular one, there were so many people that had similar experiences. And even before internet, even before you could look up to see other people, they all sound very similar. I, th I think that is a little bit of proof, maybe not yeah. full on proof. Very, very deep roots. Right. Exactly. So I definitely think that going to the Omni Grove Park Inn should be something that we do in the future so that mm -hmm. we can go to Route when, 5, 45 and see what we find. Whenever we take hashtag Creaky on the road. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hashtag Creaky Travels. Hashtag Creaky Road Trip. <laughs> I want to go over to like France and like the places that have like really old castles and things like that. Mm, those are some deep roots. They are, but you see on Ghost Hunters people doing that and they try to communicate with the spirits in English, but they're like 500-year-old Italian spirits or something. See, and then we'd have, we would have to go over there and dress up and, you know, in the, oh, uh, the time period. So we'd have to be really looking, looking very Renaissance. Right. We'd have to get you some pantyhose. Yeah, and, and like a powdered wig. Wait, wait, that wasn't in Italy, was it? That was uh, it, it, well, they had powdered wig like I want to say kings wore powdered wigs way back when, too. Oh, well, it wasn't just if George I did Washington. That, I, don't think, I don't think anyone would talk to me then. Probably, nobody alive would, I don't think. Well, I mean, not alive <laughs> or dead, I don't think they would talk to me. <laughs> they, they would laugh at you. Maybe we could yeah. get some laughter. Well, oh. I mean, living people would think I'm crazy, but, uh, you know, ghosts from that old time period would think I was a king and, you know, wouldn't dress me. <laughs> you're right unless they did not like you as a king <laughs> like if they thought they that you were you know louis the 16th like i would just get evps of of ghosts spitting on me like <laughs> right like i think i just picked up someone spitting <laughs> what was that it's kind of wet <laughs> <laughs> oh, i felt something wet on the back of my neck it's ghost spit <laughs> oh no not ghost spit it's the worst it burns <laughs> okay yeah, right. I, I think me and you would have a lot of fun doing a uh oh a, yeah a paranormal investigation we would have to split up the episodes into hashtag creaky and our other podcasts where we just do comedy sis bro show mm -hmm. because I, I feel like we would be a little too out there to just do serious ghost investigations. Well, I think it takes a lot of different kind of types of emotions when you're doing an investigation. I think one, the anxiety and fear helps to feel it's very energetic. You can feel that. Right. But also, you know, the, the happiness, the, the comedic, the upbeat, the laughter also, you know, full of, of energy. Yeah. So I think with our dynamic range of, you know, all those emotions, we could, you know, we would be really good. Yeah, we'd, we'd have a, a fair amount of encounters, I would think. Well, there's only one way to find out, and we will find out soon. So everybody stay tuned. If you have any kind of, you know, recommendations of where we should go, what we should do, who we should try to contact, if you've had an experience that you want us to look 
deeper into, just let us know. You can leave us a voice message uh, by clicking the link in the podcast episode description. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, hashtag Creaky Podcast. I would also like to hear if there are more lesser known and rural um, mm. stories of, you know, specific things. Right. You know, like people maybe in a small town know about, you know, this, this, this one paranormal event or something like that, or something, something going on that, you know, there's not really well known that we can bring up and discuss and, and do research on. Yes. Um, I don't know if you've watched Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, um, but there was this, and we do want to talk about alien encounters soon, but there was one where this basically whole town had encounters at the same time, same day with these alien type beings. Hmm. Um, Some people lost time as if they were abducted and then they were put back down somewhere else from where they began. And then like five hours went by and they had no idea where they were or what they did. Hmm, That'd be an interesting one to dive into on the, uh, the next uh, creaky when we do uh, alien encounters i think so because uh-huh. not only was it individuals but it was like a car full of people it happened to all together mm-hmm. yeah it, if you haven't watched unsolved mysteries it's one of the episodes on there um so that you can see what i'm talking about and this is the the newer version this is unsolved. the one on netflix okay so yeah watch that um i would like to talk about that but i'd also like to talk about other alien encounters too Again, if you've had an alien encounter, let us know. We want to hear from you. That's going to be an upcoming episode. You could possibly be on the episode. Yes, we would love to, to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Hear your encounter. Also hear your theories. We're probably going to you know dive into more stories and talk about our theories. Right. Definitely. Yep. I feel like I had an alien encounter, but I'm not going to go into it. You'll have to... Nope. Stay tuned and listen next time.